We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for March 31st, 2013. Continuing on the Franklin Graham theme, um, Franklin Graham does not want to mark cults that go against the word of God. And whereas the Bible commands, Romans 16, verse 17 and 18, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them, mark them, which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, contrary to the word of God, in other words, and avoid them. We're supposed to mark them and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, meaning their own carnal desires, essentially. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Think of how many silver-tongued, fork-tongued devils are like on TBN, you know, Telling people what they want to hear. Send in your donation and I'll send you this, you know, green shillelagh prayer cloth. And we'll, you'll get everything you ever wanted in life. You know, you'll live forever and you'll be beautiful and, or handsome or what you know. Whatever they're promising. <laughs> if you haven't heard of my experiences down there, Kean, like, charismatic or Pentecostal. Because <laughs> I've been there, done it. I think the funniest one I ever did was my trip down Charismania Lane. That was what I entitled it, where I had my experience. with. I I laughed just thinking about that study, and that was like years and years ago I did that one. So anyway, if if you hear that, be prepared to laugh. Anyway, so here's a picture of good old Franklin Graham, rough and ready. You know, he's just a, a man's man. Anyway, Franklin Graham is walking on the Broadway that demands compromises on the truth. A month after the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association removed an article describing Mormonism as a cult from its website, because they can't have that, ministry head Franklin Graham clarified on Wednesday that he was unaware of the article's existence. Oh, he didn't know. The the evangelist told CNN that he did not write the article and that he was shocked to find the article on the BGEA website, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association website. He said, quote, we have 10,000 pages, and I don't write the 10,000 pages. Other people have written it. There was a discussion as to what cult, what a cult was, and they, meaning the article, had a definition of a cult, and they gave some examples. And when I found out there were examples, they took them off. We can't have any examples. We don't want to mark anybody. We're of our father the devil, and of his lust we will do, and we want other cults. We want other pseudo-Christian cults to do that as well so we can all serve satan together essentially that's what he's essentially saying in other words what franklin graham's saying is that they would never ever ever call out mormonism as a cult because they would rather not they would rather be politically correct and say nothing negative not mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine of children not point that out why because we want mormonism to take as many people to hell as possible. And if we point that out, that Mormonism's a cult, and we don't educate people, and we don't call them, and, and by our silence, and by our not-so-subtle almost endorsement of Mormonism, we get X amount of people into hell, then we've served our father Satan well. And he will be happy with us. In other words, by them not warning 
people about Mormonism, by them being silent about it, by them taking this link down, isn't that a not-so-subtle endorsement of it? Mormonism is taking millions of people to hell, but they care so little. Franklin Graham, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, whoever's associated with them, care so little about their souls plunging into hell on probably a minute-by-minute basis that they would rather remain silent than to soil their lily-white hands, as Pastor Baldwin talked about, or to be politically incorrect. That's how little they care about their souls. The Bible says, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16 Most of the time, if you tell someone the truth, you will become their enemy. Particularly when it comes to anything of a religious nature. It's just the fact. You tell people how you feel. I'm not saying you you rail on them or, or you do it and like fly off the handle and do it in anger. But I'm saying if you, if you tell people truth and love, most of the time, they will become your enemy. It's been my experience. So, oh well, my life's not a popularity contest. And the thing is, is you want to know that anyway. Because if they're going to turn on you, you, you need to know it sooner rather than later. <laughs> you know, just saying. So, going forward here, um, this is a quote by good old Franklin Graham. Um, so when he found out that there was, there was examples of cults, and I think Mormonism was part of that, we took them off the website. But I was shocked that we even had that on there, Graham said. Oh, he was, he was just clearly beside himself as he described the, quote, cult references, name-calling. No, it's not. It's not name-calling. The Bible says, speak evil of no man. But there's a big difference between evil and truth. The Bible over and over and over and over says we're supposed to mark them in different various ways. To reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and to have no fellowship with them, which is very similar. To not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, to have no communion with, what communion hath Christ with Belial, the devil. That's what you're doing when you yoke yourself up with the Mormons and when you... When you, oh no, no, they're not a cult. They're, they're good. They're good people. All of their followers are plunging into hell. which And then they will then be plunged into the lake of fire. How much more serious does it get than that? Well, no, we, we, we would rather see them go to hell and go to the lake of fire. At least we'll, we'll not get our, our hands dirty that way. That's how much we care about souls. You know? Well, when you're serving Satan, that's your attitude. I just see things very black and white. I think the Bible's black and white. You know. So he took it off. He was shocked that they were in, in calling anybody a cult's name calling. Hmm. Providing examples of cults, it listed Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, the Unification Church, Unitarians, Spiritualists, and Scientologists. I've done teachings on almost every one of them. Just key in any of those words. Jehovah or Witness, Mormon, Unification, that's the Moonies, done tons of them. Unitarians, oh. Spirit, Spiritists, I don't think I've done one on that, but definitely Scientologists. These are all 
Death cults, taking people to hell. Mitt Romney is a card-carrying Mormon cult member, promoted as Christian by many who accept lies to be the truth. Oh, he was the, you know, he was the conservative, you know, great white hope this last election, going against Obama. Card-carrying Mormon cult member. The article was taken down in October, shortly after Billy Graham met Billy Graham, who's 94 years old, met with Mitt Romney, a Mormon, at his home in Montreat, North Carolina. Imagine that. <laughs> Isn't this sick? I love spinelessness. I love it. I just eat it up. I love spinelessness. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Graham was impressed by Romney's strong moral convictions. Yeah, being a, a Mormon, that veneer of having a form of godliness but, but denying the power thereof, you mean that kind of thing? Yeah. And said he would do all he could to help the Republican presidential candidate. Huh. This was in the Christian Post. My comment, this is really a surprise and endorsement by Billy Graham. As Billy Graham has openly stated, he is a Democrat. Did you know that? He stated that over and over. Openly stated that he is a Democrat. How do you be... How does one who is a supposedly a born-again Bible-believing Christian... How do you reconcile that? Democrat. Pro-homosexual. Pro-abortion. Pro-liberal. Pro-evil. Now, I'm not, I'm not playing the whole... I understand... Both sides are controlled by the same people, okay? Coke, Pepsi, Democrat, Republican, I understand that. I'm not disputing that. It's just that, how could you, as a born-again Christian, be on the Democrat side? I'm a card-carrying Democrat. By golly. Oh, really? Well, I did a, a study back in 07 on Billy Graham, Homosexuals, Catholics, and Apostasy. That's what I entitled it. It was a subtle, subtle... Uh, title. And I'm just going to read you the table of contents, the, or the description. Billy Graham is on public record supporting homosexuality, abortion, abortion, his disbelief in a literal hell, his support and practice of infant baptism to save children, like the Catholics do, <laughs> his support for the Catholic Church's worship of Mary, yet he calls himself a Christian. And that's just some of his atrocities. He's also a 30-30-degree Freemason, as I mentioned earlier. How can you bow the knee to God and to Baal? You can't, you can't be a 30-30-degree Freemason or a Freemason at all and call yourself a born-again Christian. You're taking all these blood oaths to ultimately the great architect of the universe, which is just another acronym for Lucifer. I heard Alex Jones use that one a lot, too. Huh. Yeah. Alex Jones, he's you know, has all his rock stars and Joe Rogan, the Satanist, and David Icke and all these people on and calls himself the, you know, true born again Bible believing Christian. Has the most ungodly people on his show interviewing them that totally are are I mean the 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 one the other day, that one lady that has the book, not to say I listen to him every day, but I, I tune in sometimes. 
Rosa Corey. She's a total, she's a rabid bull lesbian. And open about it. He's got her, yeah, yeah, let's just get yoked up. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to do that if you're a born-again Bible-believing Christian. But it's good for ratings. Okay, okay. Joe Rogan, a Satanist. Charlie Sheen, beyond a, a lecherous. David Icke, I mean, the, the most ungodly evil believes that we're living in a holographic universe, which is what Jones now believes. I, I see a lot of Bible for that. We're in a big holographic game like Tron. Well, now everything makes sense. I mean, we're in a big holographic thing. None of it's real. We're in the Matrix. We're plugged in somewhere. It's some computer port. Yeah, we're just like all these little puppets. We're, we're like games games on a video. We're like players in a video game. David Icke, who is as new age as you get, who has as his mentor, this guy named Credo, who's a high-level witch doctor, has a little, where's this necklace that's like, it, it, there's a skull around his neck, been abducted by aliens and had intercourse with aliens on UFO ships. That's David Icke's main spiritual mentor. Says he's the wisest man he ever met. And Jones has Icke on and just lets him spew his, his new age garbage rhetoric ever. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with him. So, glean, it's one thing to glean from Jones, but just understand, if you follow Jones, if Jones was your leader, you're going to wind up in hell. Hell. He is not pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives the Lord Jesus Christ some lip service from time to time, but there is so much leaven in his broadcasts and his fake crying. Oh my word, I've never heard a person worse at trying to sound sincere when they cry. If you've heard me cry, it's the real deal, okay? I don't, I don't muster that up. I, I, could, I couldn't if I tried. That guy is the most fake crier I have ever heard in my life. He could be, and then two seconds later, he's like right back on track. He doesn't even, like, stop to try to compose himself. Because he doesn't need to. Because it's all fake. <laughs> anyway. I've got a whole... I've got, like, a 30-page attachment on Jones. On all the stuff I've been documenting on him over the years. Okay? Don't trust any man. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. That maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Whenever you put your trust in a man, even if he's a man of God... If your trust is in that man, it's still unbiblical. Why? Because you're putting your trust. That man did not create you. That man did not breathe life into you. That man, I mean, in other words, only God did that. That man is not the one that, you know, gives, makes the atmosphere that we can breathe and gives us water to drink and food to eat and air to breathe and all this stuff. We're not supposed to put our trust in man or woman. Including myself. Because man can fail you. We need to put our trust in the Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God. That's where I try to point people. So, Billy Graham, he does all these, this garbage, yet he calls himself a Christian. He has repeatedly praised infidels and apostates as great Christians. He would not challenge the idea of the Bible is mythology, when directly questioned, Reverend Graham, a self-proclaimed Democrat, said Bill Clinton, who was also one of the most debauched, evil Democratic presidents we've ever had, 
Bill Clinton would be a good Christian evangelist, and Hillary Clinton should run the country in expressing his long-standing devotion to both Bill and Hillary Clinton. This is the kind of devil that Billy Graham is. I got this email the other day, and it said, just shoot me now. And it was a real picture of a bumper with a bumper sticker on it, and it said, Hillary Michelle 2016. <laughs> Maybe Hillary and Michelle Obama on the ticket for 2016. Because <laughs> Michelle Obama is so qualified to be vice president. <laughs> anyway, um, so going further there. Uh, so yeah, Bill, Bill would be a good Christian. He would be a good pseudo-Christian evangelist. He'd do well. He could be. He could go the do all the the circuits. Get on TBN. Tell people what they want to hear. Rake in the dough. And Hillary should be running the country. Obviously, you know. It it's plainly the case that Graham loves the world. At a crusade in San Francisco, Sodom and Gomorrah reborn. Graham announced to the homosexuals there. Quote, whatever your background, whatever your sexual orientation, we welcome you tonight. So in other words, it's just like Franklin Graham, who would say, he's a chip off the old block, who would say, oh, no, 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 take that down about the, the, the Mormons, that we can't call them a cult, that's name calling. Because we could so care less about if they go end up in heaven or hell, we just want to make sure we don't offend anybody. Well, it's the same thing with Graham. He's going to la- allow the homosexuals to think that they're going to heaven... And that God loves everybody, like, you know, they'll spew. The Bible says God hates the wicked. I I just gave you those verses not too long ago. And it says it in way more than one place. God have created all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Their vessels of wrath fitted or mean prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. Some people are just wicked evil in their tares. The wheat and the tares... They just are. I don't quite totally understand the concept, but for good old Billy Graham to allow the homosexuals to to get all warm and fuzzy and think they're going to heaven, that just shows how little he actually does care about where their souls end up. Just shows that. So, um, he said, he announced to the homosexuals, whatever your background, whatever your sexual orientation, we welcome you tonight. Earlier at a news conference that day, the famed evangelist thrilled the cockles of the homosexuals' perverse hearts when he snapped to a reporter that he was tired of people trying to get him to criticize gays. He said, quote, it's not the biggest of sins, end of quote. Well, yeah, what, compared to, like, uh, child sacrifice? I mean, you know, God sure thought it was of the biggest of sins, I sure thought that, so much so that in the Old Testament it was an immediate death sentence. (laughs) And it totally defiled the land, and then if that went on in the land, the land would literally vomit out its inhabitants. It was that big of a deal to the land. The land didn't want that going on, on it. I don't quite understand that concept, but it has to do with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So it's not the biggest of sins. That's a quote. Graham said this. Billy followed this up by telling the smiling and happy liberal media, quote, I want to preach about, about what I want to preach about in San Francisco is the love of God. 
Oh. People need to know that God loves them no matter what their sexual orientation. What is that also by... They're going to heaven, too. No matter what they do. They can act like absolute debauched animals and engage in all manner of evil, vile activity. God still loves them. He still loves them and what they're doing and they're all going to end up in heaven. It's basically the message I'm hearing. Graham also proudly confided, quote, I have so many gay friends and we remain friends. That's disturbing. (laughs) What was that about? Anyway, that's just part of what I cover in this teaching. And also, while we're on the subject, Mormonism exposed. I got a teaching on that. Let me read you the the, um, the uh, table of contents. Now, I'm providing the links to these teachings here, so you can just click on them. It's like one-stop shopping. 20-page PDF for today. Um, I try to put this up every time I do a teaching, so you can have all the information in one spot. Uh, Mormonism, also known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, with, the head, with its headquarters in Salt Lake City, Utah, was officially founded in 1830 by high-level occultist Joseph Smith. Smith claimed to have a personal visit from God the Father at the age of 15, who introduced him to Jesus Christ, who then supposedly told him not to join any church because they were all wrong and that all Christian church doctrines were an abomination, end of quote. Oh, okay. Um, where's that said? Well, Pearl of Great Price... Joseph Smith history. That's where it was actually said. Pearl of Great Price is one of the three holy books of the Mormons. They have they don't have just the Bible. They've got the Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Mormon, and the King James Bible. Okay? But always, 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 the Pearl of Great Price or Book of Mormon will trump the Bible. That's the way it has to be for a cult to work. If it was the other way around and the Bible trumped their unholy, then their unholy books would be like not a whole lot in them. Uh, anyway, after Smith's murder, most likely from Freemasons, as he stole their secrets and incorporated them into the Mormon cult, that it was also something pretty well known. Uh, if you go into the Mormon, now, again, you listen to like Bill Schneblin or other people, he had a high, high level understanding, a very, very high level Freemason. He said he was like 90th degree or something, he went beyond the 33rd, three degrees. And they were able to, like, take, like, the absolute short way to the top. Because when they went into all the temple ceremonies and stuff, they already knew all the secret handshakes. They already knew all the, you know, secret handshakes and secret foot maneuvers or whatever else they they know. Secret gestures, secret um, key phrases. And... The people that were that when you get initiated into these ceremonies quickly identified that, so they get to take the they get they get to go all the way to the top or, or near the top, you know, on the fast track. What Schneblin said is that it was well known in the occult community that if you had ever gotten trouble as an occultist, the Mormon Church was a safe haven to flee to. It's where a high level witches and warlocks would go to have that lily white veneer of morality if they ever got in trouble in an occult situation. In Schneblin's case, he had got a canceled check back from the first church of uh, Satan in California with a note on it saying, I'll be praying for you in Jesus' name. From that point, he said he was like one of the most powerful warlocks in all of western Michigan. All of his powers were gone. From the point he got that check. 
One little praying lady, most likely, totally, I think in his words, knocked the slats out from underneath him. Unfortunately, he's totally bound up in Hebrew roots now, which is unbelievable to me. Looks like a rabbi. Anyway, if you don't know about the Hebrew roots, just keep Hebrew roots movement. Anyway, so he, all his powers were gone, and it got so bad that he actually ended up relocating to Utah to the Mormon church because he couldn't keep a job anymore. He was just, he, he lost all of his powers. His life was totally falling apart from an occult standpoint, and he had to get out of Dodge. So this is where he ended up. And, um, in the Mormon church. And he rose very quickly because he knew all the stuff. He was already an incredibly high level Freemason. Joseph Smith stole all the tricks and realgamated them into the Mormon religion. This is a knockoff of Freemasonry. That's all it is. Okay, so, except they have the magic Mormon underwear. Which I was going to actually come out with my own line of Scott Johnson magic Mormon underwear. Actually, it's Scott Johnson magic underwear. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kicking it around. I just don't know anybody that, that specializes in, like in elastic and underwear and stuff. So it's, it's kind of hard for me. But there is a lot of hosiery places around here. I might make like a, a whole body unitard, you know, that I could release where we could have our own magic underwear. You know, I don't know. It's just a thought. I, I mean, I'm bouncing this off Taylor. She's giving me this really weird look. You know, a guy can dream. Can he? I want to start my own cult. I'm always talking about cults. I'm always exposing them. You know, I just want to kind of give in for once and just kind of sample what my own cult would be like. And I definitely think the Scott Johnson magic slash Mormon underwear would be a good place to start, a good foundation. The unitard version, though. Maybe like a cobalt blue unitard that we would have to wear for membership into my cult. You know, under our clothes, like the Mormons do. Schneblin said that when he actually finally got saved, he took his magic Mormon underwear off because he didn't want any static on the line when he prayed to God. <laughs> Which is actually really true. Because when you wear those things, it's like wearing, you know, the full-body cursed suit. You know? <laughs> it's got all these, it's got all these, um, like, uh, Magical uh, <laughs> uh, symbols and stuff on it. They're, they're occult symbols. But, <laughs> I mean, they really wear this stuff, you know? So anyway, I, I kind of want to make more of a fashion statement and make, make mine a little more with a little more pizzazz and, you know, I'll have my own occult symbols and it'll be a one-piece unitard type of thing. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just kicking it around. Uh, let's get back to the, the uh, um, article there. So... After Smith's murder, most likely by the hands of Freemasons, he had stole their secrets from. Now remember, you take all these blood oaths, and sometimes the Freemasons will hold you to it. Okay? They realized he had stole all their secrets and was, was reincorporating them into, a, into his own cult. And they're like, no, 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 boy, you're going to die. And he did. Um, I think after that, Brigham Young took the cult into Utah. The Mormon church currently claims it ranks fifth among the largest 25 U.S. denominations. Fifth. I don't know what it is now, but many do not know that the, quote, Mormon prophets have long taught and believed that Jesus Christ was married and practiced polygamy. (sighs) 
Oh, man, the blasphemy of this cult is unbelievable. So they're saying Jesus was married and practiced polygamy, meaning multiple wives. Yeah. That's how blasphemous Mormonism is. That's how little fear of God they have. Anyway, among the many blasphemous quotes from Joseph Smith, he said, quote, God made Aaron to be the mouthpiece. Now, this is the guy that started Mormonism. God made Aaron to be the mouthpiece for the children of Israel. And he will make me to be God to you in his stead. Oh, really, devil boy? I wonder if we can interview you now, burning in hell, how much of a God you think you are. You know? You, you, you think you, you, you know, you still think you're a God? He will make me to be God in his stead, capital H. <laughs> and the elders to be a mouthpiece for me. And if you don't like it, you must lump it. See, this is the thing that always happens. Happened to Satan, first sin in the Bible, before Adam and Eve, I believe. Because of his beauty and because of his merchandise, Lucifer, before he was actually called Satan, his heart was lifted up. And then he said, I will be like the Most High. I will ascend under the sides of the North. It was all about I, 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 me, me, me. Whenever these people get at the head of their own little cult, you always see pride come in and just totally defile and corrupt them and ruin. Of course, this was already ruined to begin with. It was The Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You know, so Psalm 11 verse 3. Well, the, when, you, when you start with a corrupt foundation, and this is what I try to get people back to. I have all these Seventh-day Adventists emailing me so much of the time. Oh, no, no. You, the guy the other day was really nice. He was like, you would make a wonderful Seventh-day Adventist um, preacher. He was giving me all these compliments, and I'm like, oh, man, dude. Oh, you're very nice. And I love you, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. Listen, <laughs> and I sent him the I sent him my big attachment I've got on the Seventh Day Adventist and Ellen White who started it. It was a demon possessed witch, at most likely bare minimum. This was the foundation of the cult that you serve. Walter Vaith, the amazing discoveries, all that Seventh Day Adventist garbage. I've got files on all on them. There's Vaith and there's another guy. And they're very convincing, and they're very polished, and there's tons of money behind that to deceive people, to bring you back into bondage. Oh, we must, we must worship on the Sabbath because you know what they believe? Literally, the Seventh Day Adventists. If you don't, it's literally taking the literal mark of the beast. Well, my response to them is, why bother with me then? Because once you take the mark of the beast, it's over. Well, well, yeah, but that Bible really doesn't mean that. If if you convert to be a Seventh Day Adventist then it erases all that, evidently. Oh, really? I thought the Bible said once you took the mark, with, with, without which you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade, and it's under the Antichrist and False Prophet during the Tribulation, which hasn't even started yet, and the Antichrist and False Prophet haven't even risen yet, and it's not being implemented in mass, obviously. <laughs> but no, 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 no. It's worshiping on, on Sundays, taking the mark of the beast. Oh, boy, I'm so glad that you clarified that for me. I really am. Well, I'm damned and going to hell, so what? why bother with me? Well, well, no, 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 no. You can convert 
and, and will it, oh, okay, good, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, another cult trying to brainwash me, thank you so much, that's why I expose these cults, every chance I get, that's one I haven't exposed, um, that's a vast subject, but I, I've sure put a lot of stuff out to try to educate people about it, very, very subtle, gotta watch out, everywhere you turn, man, there's somebody trying to take you to hell, as far as I'm concerned, lady emailed me the other day, all of this increase in all these, quote, profits on YouTube. And all the heresy and black. I'm like, oh my word, you kids can't keep up with it. Don't trust man. Trust the word of God. If I am distracting you from the word of God, stop listening to me. And just get in the word of God in your Bible. Okay? I don't want to be a distraction. But I am a watchman. And watchmen's are called watchmen are called to warn. When they see the sword come into the city, as the Bible talks about in Ezekiel 3 and 33, if the watchmen warn not the city, then the city, when the city is destroyed, the blood of that city will be on the watchmen's hands. So that's why I'm here. I'm just here to be a watchman. I'm not a pastor or an evangelist or a bishop or a elder or any of those terms. And I'm not. I'm just a watchman. That's all I call myself. I'm a doctor of chiropractic with a subspecialty in clinical nutrition. Who knew? But as far as degrees go, that's my degrees. Okay, I, don't, I didn't go to a cemetery, I mean a, a seminary, and get brainwashed and get all my 501c3 tax exemptions and, and get all my licenses from the state to preach because all that's biblical. I mean, you know, Jesus had a license to preach, and he had his 501c3 tax. And all the, all the apostles and disciples, they all did too, because they were being good little, you know, creatures of the state. Anyway, um, I don't think I'm biased. I mean, I don't want to give you that impression. Sorry. So anyway, if we go further here, um, <laughs> Brigham Young stated the following. Now, this is all referenced, all these quotes. I have not read my Bible for many years. <laughs> this is the kind of guy you want at the start of your pseudo-Christian death cult. I have not read the Bible for many years. Oh, where do you, where do you hear these quotes that I quote in this study? It's, they're, they're almost comical. I mean, and then he says, I used to read and study it, but I did not understand the spirit meaning of it. <laughs> Who says that? I mean, you would think if he was trying to at least pull the wool over his followers' eyes, he wouldn't admit to such a thing. He doesn't understand anything about the Bible. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, boy. <laughs> Obviously, Brigham Young did not understand the Bible, and neither do any of the other Mormon prophets. You have to laugh about some of this, because, I mean, if you don't, it'll just drive you crazy. So, going further, um, now, this is back to the main article on uh, Franklin Graham. The author of this article, or who put this out, says, the papacy wants all evangelical Christians to accept Roman Catholicism as, quote, Christianity. One of the supporters of the Pope is Billy Graham. When the papacy is accepted, the return back to Rome will be made sure. True. And again, that's where all the pseudo-Christian denominations are heading. They're all heading back to Rome. Every one of them. They're either going to have to get off or be assimilated. There will be no choice. 
But if you're already yoked up with the government, you're already halfway there. You know? Licenses to preach. Licenses to have a church. All of this governmental control. And all those things can be taken away from you because they granted it to you. Jesus Christ didn't go to the government for any of this. Neither did the apostles. When the papacy is accepted, the return back to Rome will be made sure. The pontiff is portrayed as the leader of the largest Christian church, meaning the Pope. A man who can create end-time unity in the body of Christ. Franklin Graham is just walking in his father's shoes. Billy Graham. If Catholicism can be accepted as part of the Christian family, why not Mormonism or the rest of the pseudo-Christian cults? Absolutely. And they will be. And they are. This is why Franklin Graham removed that from his website. Now this is interesting. This next part here. Um, it's... It's entitled TBN, the Rothschilds, Prince Charles, and the Philip Morris Demonic Logos. I got this from a listener named Malik, and he said, Greetings, Dr. Johnson. A couple of nights ago, I was up late, and I came across a documentary on TV called Sex, Lies, and Cigarettes. I don't know what it was, but it was about Philip Morris and how they are pushing cigarettes in Indonesia in a way that would never be allowed here. Meaning, whatever they can get away with, they're going to get away with. Okay, cigarettes have literally hundreds of chemicals in them that are addictive, not just to mention the tobacco. And when you light it, then these chemicals start to have interactions with one another, and then you have more addicting compounds. That's why trying to quit smoking many times is being compared to trying to get off heroin. Because you're just not dealing with tobacco. Anyway, but I did a whole study on smoking, just can't smoking, but marijuana, um, you can do... Marijuana and also just smoking. I think I've done a couple different studies on those. Anyway, what caught my eye was their logo. It resembled the TBN logo, like Trinity Broadcasting Network, good old Paul Crouch, um, who we've reported on many times. And doing a quick search of the logo, I found that there were many other that shared a similar logo, namely the royal coats of arms of Prince Charles and the Rothschilds. The highest level Illuminati families share the same logo, or a very, very similar logo, with TBN, Trinity Broadcasting. Why? Because they're all on the same page. They're all on the same team. Some people may not be able to handle that, but it's the truth. And they're all going to be assimilated back into the beast, and they all are, and they're already on that team. They just haven't come out and totally, overtly, openly stated it yet. But they are all on the same team. And they've even got the logo to prove it. What does the logo do? It represents who you are. Right? It's like a way to visual... It's a visual representation of what they stand for. Right? A logo. Where do you see these logos? I mean, obviously I can't... I'm going to try to convey a little bit of it in the audio. But you need to be... You need to be following along with this portion of the study. To really appreciate this part. So... Is this a coincidence or is there something else to this? I have attached a Word doc where I cut and paste these logos. Tell me what you think. Well, it's no coincidence, Malik. There's no coincidence about this. Okay, first one I'm looking at, TBN. Has the logo. Lion, there's a shield in the middle. There's a lion on one side and a horse on the other. Okay, and they're both standing up and they're both kind of like holding, it looks like they're almost holding up the shield. It says, Trinity Broadcasting has some stuff in Latin, it looks like, I don't even know what that means. And a crown on the top of the shield. 
in the middle of the shield is a cross with a dove, it looks like a dove flying downward over the cross. Now, we go to the next logo, Philip Morris. This is the evil, wicked cigarette maker. Okay? Again, we have a horse on one side of there. It's kind of like a shield. Also, there's a crown on top of the shield. Okay, on their, on the Philip Moore shield, there's a crown on top of their shield. There's a horse on one side standing upright just like TBN. And there's a lion on the other side standing up just like TBN. It's incredibly similar. Incredibly. Then we go to a, um, I couldn't separate it, but it's the Ordo Templi Orientis. The OTO. Their logo. What is that? It is a triangle with the all-knowing eye of Lucifer Horus, which is like what's on our dollar bill, kind of, except it's a little different, it's more Egyptian. And then we have that same dove flying straight down toward a, looks like a Rosicrucian cross, which is very similar to the dove on the TBN logo flying downward. Now, it doesn't have the, um, the lion and the horse, but I thought that part was noteworthy. Now, if you've heard, I don't know how long you've heard back on my teachings, but I've had dealings with the Ordo Templi Orientis. <laughs> no star to them? Aleister Crowley, the great beast? Because the Order of the Golden Dawn wasn't hardcore enough for him. The Order of the Golden Dawn, most likely C.S. Lewis was in it, and um, other ones of his ilk. The Inklings, Inklings. If you don't, if you think C.S. Lewis was a great guy, Kean Lewis in the search box at ContendingForTruth.com, and um, I believe Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien. Done studies on them. They were high level occultists, <laughs> big time, no doubt. Anyway, Order Templar Orientis. I mean, I've, I've done teachings on them. OTL. And they are as satanic as it gets. I don't have time to get into that again, but you can key that in the search box if you want. Probably OTO, you'd find it. Anyway, then we go down to the other three logos. Now, here's the logo for Prince Charles, Philip. Um, and again, we have the lion on one side. In this case, we have the horse on the one. He's It's with their version of a unicorn um, horse. You know, with the horn. We've got a crown up top. We've got the shield in the middle. We've got a lot of other things. But the same basic design is there. It's just, in this case, it's way more innate or ornate than the other two designs. There's more to it. Okay, there's more symbology. There's more uh, probably occult symbology. But it's the same exact basic template. Then we have the most high-level, wicked Illuminati family in the food chain, the Rothschilds. And guess what? It's the same deal. A lion on one side, a unicorn on the other, a shield in the middle, with a crown on the top. And TBN shares all this with these high-level devils. Then I, I did some more research. I found the Order of Templar Orientis. I added that in and I found this one. England's Royal Coat of Arms. <laughs> Guess what? Lion on one side. Unicorn on the other. They got their tongue sticking out. That's kind of rude. They, they look rude. That's, that's very impolite. Anyway, they've got their tongue sticking out, which looks really weird. Kind of goofy looking. And again, you got the shield in the middle. 
you got the crown on top and other symbology as well. But it's the same exact template. There, this is not by accident. They're all communicating to you because the Illuminati loves to communicate through not-so-subtle symbols for those that have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. They communicate in this particular way to kind of like trying to convey their purpose in plain sight for those that are in the know, that can have eyes to see. So, anyway, I wanted to go over that because I thought that that was, that was noteworthy. Um... I'm going to go ahead and stop here, and we're going to go to part four, because I will not have enough time to get through this last part. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part four.